because that's something to know that uh, each one of us, he knows our name individually. What he has for me is not for you. What he has for you is not for me. What he got for me, can't nobody else get it? What he got for you, can't nobody take it from you? We just have to be grateful that God is who he is and has allowed us to become part of his royal family. That scripture reference for this morning will be found in a very familiar Psalms, Psalms number 46. We're just going to be looking at two passages of scriptures from there, one and ten, and you'll find these words in the King James Version. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. But it's something we got to do to get that. It jumps all the way down to 10. And I think this is a lot of our problems. We're so busy. Sometimes that's all we need to do. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Thank you. Just for a few moments from that passage of scripture, I would just uh, like to use a title or a subject of Waymaker. With all of the negativity about the internet and all of the negativity about uh, cell phones and iPhones, what I have found out is that sometimes the positives outweigh the negatives. Because now, do you know you can have church all by yourself? Wherever you want to be, in your house, in your car, on your job, and nobody even has to know what is going on. And I stumbled across uh, this song, Waymaker. And now it is my, it is my anthem. Just scrolling through, uh, I just happened and I said, well, I never heard this before. Let me, let me hit this. And I hit this and it popped up on YouTube and the words are so compelling and so real when you have, you know, God in your life. The words to the song simply say, you are here moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, 
That is who you are. The second verse says, you are touching every heart. I worship you. I worship you. It says you are here healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are turning lives around. I worship you. I worship you. You are here mending every heart. I worship you. I worship you. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You wipe away all tears. You mend the broken heart. You are the answer to it all. Jesus. And in that song, I found out that it covers every aspect of situations that we have been through in our lives. Because everything, all of us have went through something. And uh, you think about, I think about some of the songs that they used to sing. And when you are not, used to hear them doing the chants, if I don't wake up in the morning. Everything is going to be all right. Now, when you're young, you think that's all. Oh, well, that doesn't sound too encouraging to me. Not waking up in the morning, but if you live long enough, <laughs> you get to the point where you know that this is not our home. <laughs> We're just passing through. And another. Uh, familiar chant that they if the Lord don't help me I can't stand the storm see when you're younger you have never been through any storms everything is alright everything is peachy creamy you living the life of Raleigh but the longer you stay here on this earth rain and storms are coming in your life in some form or fashion. It might come in sickness. It might come in death. It might come in your job. It might come in your finances. A lot of us, it might come in those children. <laughs> but with every storm, we know that... Uh, the only way we make it through that is because we have somebody that is promising his word never to leave us nor forsake us. And like I said, when I, you know, when I first heard that song, Waymaker, and I was like, wow, how's this song been kept so secretive? Because, like I said, it covers every aspect of, uh, of our journey. You know, everybody done had, uh, you know, the heart issues. Everybody needs him in their life. Everybody needs him to turn situations around. And you can see that uh, he is faithful to do exactly what he says that he is going to do. And the thing that I want us to get out of this, this, this morning is, evidently, 
God knew that each one of us was going to have some trouble in our life. But he wanted to reassure us that we didn't have to go through any trouble by ourselves. He lets you know in that verse one that, you know, he's a very present help in trouble. A lot of times the reason, uh, reason we can't get out the trouble that we're in because we're not asking for no help. Uh, we try to stay in trouble just as long as we can till we almost get to that edge where we might not do what we need to do. Then all of a sudden, you know, we want to call on God. But he's there waiting for us uh, at all times. And we just need to know that anything in, this, in the scriptures that we find, we know that we can biblically find that it has been backed up. Now, you can't believe that God is your refuge and strength and a very present help in trouble if you don't at first believe what the Hebrew writer had to say in Hebrews 11 and 6. He said, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So it's letting us know if, you know, if we out there, if we seeking him, God's going to do his part. He's going to show up, but we have to make sure that we are doing everything we can to seek him. Uh, we can't be trying to solve all of our problems by ourselves because some problems are just too big. Some situations, uh, God has allowed them to happen just so we can see that we can't do everything by ourselves. I know it's a lot of mothers and probably some fathers too, even though they say, you know, we don't care as much. But I know it's some mothers that then shed plenty of tears about some children. But you got to have faith to believe that God can keep them. If not, you're going to worry yourself to death. They're going to keep doing what they want to do. The more you talk to them, the more it's going to seem like they're not listening. The more you cry about them, the more they're going to give you something else to cry about. The more you let your hair fall out, the more your hair is going to fall out. Sometimes we just have to understand, you know, that's what that 10th verse kind of, sometimes we just have to be still. And low like that 10th verse, know who God is. Know that he sees our children. And I want to tell our parents, you know, that's what I, I sometimes, you know, like I tell my kids all the time, I'm not even, I don't even, I didn't quit worrying about them because, uh, one, I know all three of them have accepted him. So it's out of my hand. Instead of worrying about 
your saved kids that's not doing what they're supposed to do, spend that time talking to some of your relatives that don't know him at all. See, your saved kids is not doing what they're supposed to do. That's between them and God. Now, if God was like us, uh, what's that what we got here? If you ain't been here and they don't see you, you put on the inactive list. <laughs> I'm so glad God don't have an inactive list. <laughs> the church might have your name <laughs> on the inactive list throughout four or five churches in Cincinnati. But if God got your name on the roll, Even if you just barely get in. That's, barely, that's better than all of our family members who don't know him at all, that we don't spend any time trying to convince them that uh, you might want to come meet Jesus. And then we, like I said, then we, we got this thing now where it seems like so many of the, the children that have been bought up in the church, for some reason or another, they seem to think that God is not as significant in 2019. But I come to beg to differ with you. The same God that kept your grandmother, your great-grandmother, your parents, your other family members that uh, attend and believe in him, even though you might not be serving him, contrary to popular belief, you are not being taken care of because of your slickness, your luck. It's because he is still covering you, giving you a chance to find your way back. So don't, like I said, don't ever, uh, like I said, they, I mean, my son, he laughs about it, and that's, that's how we shut him down. Every time he go to talking about, you know, he'll, he'll see me talking about he's been to church. It's a joke to him. Oh, I was at church. You didn't see me? Yeah, you didn't see me? And I tell him the same thing all the time. I said, son, I, I said, one thing for certain. I said, you making one more trip back to the church? He said, what you talking about, daddy? I said, oh, you coming back? I said, you might not know you're there. I said, but you got one more trip back to the church, son. They going to let you in there because, you know, your family, we all belong. And they going to let you in, I said. I said, they probably going to be out there. And I, you know, I try to, you know, I try to talk, you know, specific to them so they understand. I said, I know all your little buddies, they're going to be out there on the lot. We probably want to go up there and clean up their little cans where they call themselves having one more drink in your honor. I said, but you ain't going to know nothing about it. I said, you're going to be in the church, them same folks that you claim you, you didn't want to see. They all going to walk by there. They going to see you. So it's optional, but you know, I got to tell him, I said, my choice is you might want to try to walk up in there again. <laughs> Instead of being there and not knowing you're there. 
I said, because it's going to, I said, it's going to happen. I said, it's a, it's a guarantee. I said, that's the only thing. Like I told him, I said, one thing, I know for sure you're making one more trip back to New Mission. And, you know, some, you know, we have to be realistic when we got to let them know that, you know, life is not promised to any of us. Any day could be our last day. It don't make no difference how healthy you are. It don't make no difference what you're eating. Man, I know some people, they just, you know, we, I don't eat no more pork. I don't eat this. I'm buying all organic foods. When God says, come home to me, you coming. With your pig feet eating, <laughs> your bacon eating, your ham eating, your salad eating, your only baked chicken and baked fish eating, you're coming. And nobody gonna stand up there and say, oh, I cannot believe that they were so healthy and they left here. I used to think about the one guy used to do the commercial was doing all that healthy eating. He died just like everybody else. Back to nature, eating nuts and all of this stuff. And he just as dead as the unhealthiest individual that we know. But God, you know, he, he needs to, you know, remind us sometimes that we have to sometimes just be still. You know, we done got so busy and we look at all of the uh, advances we done made in technology and everything else, but sometimes God just wants us to just sit back and look at the simple things. Isn't it crazy that last week they talking about the heat was 100 over 100 degrees with the heat index. But it was only 80 and 90 outside now. But to me, that I'll let somebody know that somebody somewhere is controlling what's going on. It was so hot last week that the mornings when it was 70, it felt like air conditioning because it was so hot. And when you look at what's going on all around the country, floods here, wildfires there, you know, tornadoes, how could you not be still and know that it has to be a God somewhere? Then you, I mean, you just look all around the world, all these different well, weather phenomena that are taking place, these uh, tsunamis and different things that we, you know, we, we used to, I never even heard of this, a tsunami till it started coming in. Who can make the waters rise up yes, 
and come to the land and stay up till they get there. It has to be God. I mean, how do clouds be in the sky one second, then the next second it done formed, you know, wind and the rain, it done formed a tornado and it'll go down a whole block and wipe out a whole neighborhood. Hit this house, miss that house, hit this house, miss that house. Take a whole street out. And then the next 30 seconds, it's a rainbow in the sky. He shows us so many instances of who he is and how great he is that uh, we can't even try to fathom how you know, wonderful and marvelous a God that we serve. But we get so busy sometimes that we, we can't be still. Sometimes you're forced to be still. Sickness or trouble will come in your life sometime and you can't move. Some situations uh, overtake you and you be a prisoner in your own house. You don't want to go out. You don't want to get up. You don't want to lay down. You can't stand up. You can't sit down. Your head is hurting. But God is just trying to reassure us that we are not our own. He determines our very existence. If we just think about the simple things, think about when you sleep at night. We go to sleep, say 10, 11 o'clock. Don't wake up to 5 or 6 o'clock. Who is keeping your blood flowing while you sleep? Who makes sure that your heart does not miss a beat? Your lungs continue to pump the proper amount of air to your body so that you wake up in the morning like you were when you just laid down at night. And a, a lot of times, like I said, with, with God, you know, we, we pray things and we just, uh, we pray it and we don't think nothing too much about it. Because uh, I was sharing with uh, some individuals, I, since I got this little job driving for my family, every morning I pray that, I tell God, go before me, keep a hedge around the vehicle, lead me around all of the mechanical phase, the accident spots, trouble spots. And I say this and I, you know, every day, every day. Let me make it back home at the end of the day and find out that everything is well. I pray for everybody else I know. They got to go out on the highways and bow his Lord. If they didn't pray for traveling grace, I'm asking for it. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I had an individual that I was taking um, over to 612 Rockdale. Now, if you was looking at the news, the dentist she was going to was right next to the Boys and Girls Club where they had the shooting. Her appointment was 12.15. So I'm going down 71 and it couldn't have been nobody but God. 
I think she was running her mouth, I was running my mouth. I was supposed to get off at the Dana exit, but because my mind is so focused, usually I'm taking her to Dallas, I kept on going, I went past the exit, I didn't get off to uh, William Howard Tav. So that made us have to come back up Red and Road, turn down Prospect to get to where she was getting. As soon as I pulled up, I see the police coming. They were coming in, like, you know, they was coming in large numbers, so the first thing I thought, I said, well, you know, it's a big apartment complex at the end. I said, oh, it's about to be a bad day for somebody. They about to hit this apartment. So the officer stops and asks me, he said, uh, did you see somebody running? I'm like, nah. He said, you know, two people just showed up at UC, shot. Then he said, matter of fact, I need you to back up because you're sitting in our crime scene. The shells where they were shooting was right in front of the van. But any other time, I would have got off at Dana. But God stared me around. So the prayer of me asking him to, you know, lead me around the truck, although, you know, I might have been saying it, you know, out of habit. See, God takes what we say seriously, you know, even if we just, you know, we get in a routine and we play, oh, Lord, bless me, this. God really is listening to our prayers. So then the other guy come back and he, he asked me, he said, you sure you didn't see nobody running? I'm like, no. So, you know, say, I guess I had just missed everything because God had answered the prayer that I had answered, that I had asked him to. But we got to have faith. We got to believe that whatever God says that he's going to do, he can do it. And then we have to take advantage of the opportunities that, that he offers us. See, the only reason we know that uh, God is our refuge and our strength and a very present help in the time of trouble is because of some of the benefits he allows us because we are his. In Hebrews 4 and 16, he gives us complete access to him whenever we want to come to him. It says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. See, it's out there for us. I mean, we just have to go after it. I mean, he does not need anybody to intercede for you. You can intercede for yourself. That's, I mean, that's good that they put Deacon Lowe and Deacon White and my number up there, but you better get to the place that when emergency come, I'm not calling nobody, I'm calling God first. We might be the, the second, we might be your second or third or fourth option, but we ought not be your first option. If you are a child of the king and Jesus is your savior, you don't need me. You don't need Pastor Venice. You don't need Deacon Lowe. 
You don't need Deacon White. You can stop what you're doing right where you're at, right in the midst of whatever you're going through, and you can boldly go to the throne of grace. See, boldly is, you know, that's not, you know, uh, oh, Lord, you, you, you know what I'm going through. Boldly is, all right, God, I'm your child. You said you was a keeper. You said you would never leave me nor forsake me. You said that I could call on you any time of the hour. Because the Bible that I read says the Lord God of Israel neither slumbers nor sleep. So that means that before these stores started this 24-hour being open, God been open for 24 hours from the beginning. Whenever you need him, you can call him. And even if he don't answer like you want him to, he has promised in verse 1 to be there with you, a very present in your time of need. See, now we know we got some of them friends that, you know, they as uh, long as we don't need nothing, they fine. They'll talk your head off. But call them and need something. It's so bad about that technology. You call and really need them. They sitting up there looking at their call ID. <laughs> I don't feel like talking to them. They can't say that they can't see it. Got this, uh, what, the time warning. Your number, you done called them five times. Your number done flashed all across. The, it done interrupted what they looking at on TV. Your number done flashed across there. They choose, if they want to, to call you back. But I know somebody that they say, if you call him, he will surely come. The one song where said, he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. Even when it seems like he's uh, late according to our standards, have you just, have you ever been in situations where you just, you know, you, you kept on, you, you was, uh, all right, God, I need you. All right, God, I need you. All right, God, I need you. All right, God, when is you coming? All right, God, it's getting close to the wire. All right, God, you, you about to be late. Then just at the nick of time, when Satan and his angels is having a uh, pity party for you, like, uh-huh. That God he thought was going to do all that, he ain't here today. I got him. Right in the nick of time. And that's what I found out that, you know, if you want to learn one thing that you got to understand as being a Christian, if God don't teach Christians anything else, he'll teach you patience. You will walk back and forth looking at the window, looking for him, and oh God, oh God, when is you coming? When is you? And just as soon 
as you think that he's not coming. Didn't he show up? It's been people that uh, that been in the hospital, you know, personally that I know that, according to the doctors, they wasn't supposed to get out. These people walking around just like nothing ever happened to them. So this God has to, He has to remind us sometimes that He is God. He can do whatever He wants to do when he wants to do it. So we have to get to the place and to understand that we not really running nothing but our mouths. God determines it all. Our going in, our going out, our getting up, our laying down, you know. Every single breath we have is determined by him. All God has to do is turn just a little bit away from us, then we can feel the effects. But as long as we know that he's coming, they can talk about the Calvary on the way. I don't want the Calvary to show up when I'm in trouble. I want God to show up. I don't want no friends to show up because they might be like Job's friends. Well, you know, if you wouldn't have did this, this might not have happened to you. And uh, evidently, you had to do something but ain't you so glad that uh, God done looked beyond your faults so many times and seen your needs, even when most of our problems are self-inflicted, God still will show up just to give us another chance to see that if you would just do things my way, this is how it could be. Your life could be a whole lot stress-free, but, you know, we hard-headed and we want to do our own thing, but he, he'll, he'll, he got a way of knocking you down so that you can't call on nobody but him sometime. But then anything we see in the this, in this scripture, we have to know that God is able to back up anything he says. In Numbers 23 and 19, it gives us a reassurance that any of the promises that God has given us, we can be sure that it's going to take place. Because it said, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it, and it shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and it shall not he make it good? Anything God says he going to do for you, he going to do it. We don't have to worry about him going back on his word. We don't have to worry about uh, what kind of standing we got with him. I mean, he might not bless us as much as we could be blessed because we out of uh, position with him, but he will not give up on us. And I know somebody in here knows for themselves that they done been in some situations that they know when they look back now and they know the only reason that they made it was because of God. See, we have to be able to tell somebody that our life has not always went as smoothly as we wanted it to go. 
our life has not always been, you know, only good times. So you have to share your testimony with somebody about some of the bad times that you went through. And even yourself, you doubted and wondered if God was coming. But you can look back now and see that uh, he showed up. He did what he said he was going to do. Even uh, if we don't deserve it, that's the one thing. A lot of times we don't deserve what he does for us. When you look back and you think about all that God has forgiven each one of us for, that ought to stop us from thinking that we're better than anybody else. See, my thing is this. A lot of times you got to make stuff personal. Now, I know they said, God, I forgive you. He said, what, 70 times 7 in one day? Now, we not, don't, nobody have to, don't nobody have to raise their hand and say how old they are. But just for myself, in 63 years, I cannot put a number on the times God has had to forgive me. Now, I mean, some of y'all might be in there, you know, it might be the, I might be the only, uh, I might be the only, as pastor say, I might be the only saint that sins sometime. <laughs> but for the rest of you, the rest of you, the rest of you true ones that don't never do nothing wrong. If you just look back and see how many times God has forgiven you, it ought to keep you humble. And then you know that uh, the, the one thing about that is it's not nothing new. Think about the times he didn't forgave you for the same thing. You do it this time and you say, God, if you get me out of this, I'm not never going to do that again. I'm not never going to go there again. I'm not never, ever ever going to go that path and because that's the way it is you know we don't all do the same thing but we all got that one thing that Satan knows I know they might be holy I know they might be this that or the other but God I got them there I got them there. You can be all powerful. You can be all mighty. You can be all knowing. You can be all seeing. You can be omnipresent. You can be omnipotent. But that one thing that they do, I'm going to show up, God, and you're going to see that they will do that. And like I said, when we look back, it's just like I said, what you do is not what he have to forgive me of. What I do is not what he has to forgive you of, but aren't you glad that he done forgave you of it? Not only has he forgave you of it, so that he won't bring it up, like some of your ex-friends or some of your family members, what you bring up what you used to do. Do you know they said as far as the east is from the west? That's how far God has cast the old sins. He done forgot about it. Satan might try to bring, come back and bring it up to you. You know, well, you are, man, I remember you, you, you did this. Remember you was there. Remember you was over there. You was just over there last week now, so don't, uh, don't act like you. If we go to God, 
the word says, if we confess our sins unto him, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of our unrighteousness. Now, who wouldn't want to serve a God like that? But whenever we're dealing with God, we have to come, with, come to him. But we have to come to him knowing that God is who he is. 1 Timothy verse 7, uh, it tells us, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That lets me know that no matter what you're going through, you can go to him because he is faithful to forgive us. You know, sometimes in our families, we fall out and we might not talk to each other for three or four months, years at a time. I'm so glad that God is uh, always available. He doesn't get mad and say, I'm not answering their prayer because they missed a prayer day this week. He doesn't say, uh, I'm not going to bless them with the uh, reasonable portion of the health and strength because they got busy this morning and didn't stop to ask me to bless them with a reasonable portion of their health. He doesn't not keep you in your right mind because maybe in your prayer life something else was more important and you forgot to ask him, Lord, keep me in my right mind. <laughs> I'm so glad that the scripture says that sometimes when we don't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit already go on our behalf. And it'll tell God, well, well God, why he's talking all of this uh, about you being uh, the great I am and uh, bridge over troubled water and, and a doctor in a sick room and a lawyer in a courtroom and a mind regulator and a heart fixer. God, he really needs you to fix him. I, he, he forgot that part. Why he asking you? Well, he got all this fancy stuff that he asking you about, God. Well, the Holy Spirit is coming on his behalf and asking you to have mercy on him one more day, Father. Uh, open his eyes so that he'll know that the only reason that he's still here is because you decided to have, show your grace and mercy one more time. I'm so glad that God is a refuge and a strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. But if you really want him to be there, sometimes you just have to be still. You have to be still and know that he's God. You got to be still and know that he's God even when you're sick. You got to be still and know that he's God even when the bill basket is this high, but the money is this high. You have to be still and know that he's God even when uh, the children that you done took your time to make sure that they were introduced to God decide to do everything else on Sunday, but praise God, you have to be still and understand that's God's business. 
we have to be able to look back and see where we have all went astray. But I'm so glad that God didn't give up on any of us. He waited for us patiently. Uh, when we think about the prodigal son, we all shake our head and think he was so ungrateful. But we all are a whole bunch of ungrateful individuals because God has done so much for us. It doesn't take too much for us to decide that we're going to get mad and not talk to God. Aren't you glad God's not like people when you get mad and don't talk to them? Their first response is, well, I don't care if they don't never talk to me. I don't have to talk to them neither. But God is just patiently waiting. Then when you come, he doesn't, uh, when you find the side and you're like the prodigal son, you come to yourself and you decide to go to him. Ain't you so glad that he's there with arms wide open, welcoming you back in the fold, saying basically under his breath, I knew you'd have to come back to me. I don't need any of y'all. That's the thing. I think that's what we forget. That's sometimes why we have to be still. We have to understand God doesn't need any of us. He doesn't need any of us to do anything. Uh, God don't need any of us to help the sun to come up in the morning. God doesn't need any of us to help the moon and the stars show up at night. God doesn't need any of us to make the rain clouds form. God doesn't need any of us so that thunder and lightning flash. God doesn't need any of us for anything. But you better come to the conclusion that we all need him. If you want to be able to have some peace in your life, that peace that passes all understanding, you need to make sure that you stay hooked up with God. Let him know. Come to him sometime. Don't be so, don't think that you are all that. Come to him. Say, Lord, I come to you as humble as I know how. I know I'm not worthy of all your goodness. I know I'm not worthy of all your blessings. I know I'm not worthy of all your grace. I know I'm not worthy of all that you done gave me, but today, Father, I thank you. I thank you for all that you've done for me. I thank you for all that I've been through. Uh, some of the things that we've been through, we didn't like them. Some of the things that we've been through, we didn't enjoy them. But I'm so glad that we can look back and see that everything that we've been through, just like the scripture, you was right there, a very present help. Some things we thought was going to devastate us. We thought we never was going to recover from it. But ain't you glad that God has picked you up? He done turned you around. He done gave you a new walk. He done gave you a new talk. He done put your feet on solid ground again. Even if we are the ones that turned away from him, I'm so glad that God will never turn away from us. We just ask, Father, that you just will continue to be with us, continue to keep us, continue to lift us up, continue to bless us, continue to be our savior, continue to be our friend, continue to give us your peace, continue to give us your joy. When we hope this, Father, continue to give us your hope. When we don't have no strength, Father, continue to give us your strength. Father, we just ask that for all the individuals in the world that don't know you, we ask that you would continue to let mercy shine on them a little while longer so they might get a chance to meet you before it's everlasting too late. But most importantly, Father, we just ask that you would help each one of us to know you, to get in our quiet space sometime and just be still, realize that you are God and you care about us.